Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. See, even though it's a young men's sport, like, it, since it's not so physical, I'm still a samurai warrior. I don't feel, I feel like I could chop heads off still. I don't feel like the old guy that, you just need me on the team for some, mm-hmm. no disrespect, but I don't feel like the Udonis Haslam of the rap game. Like, they don't want it with me, you know? I'm still surgical. We had to fight to get a meal. Yeah, wrongfully accused. We had to fight to get a pill. That's why we right to get a deal. He on the team, he gotta eat, you know? Despite the skills, fat. Keep it riding for the fam. You gotta like the we wheel straight up. But in the past, bad. Work up in the trash bag. I'll pass a lot to take the test before I pass class. Yeah, and my family needed bread. I had to come correct. That's why I keep airing it out like I just passed gas. I'm excited about this one. Yeah. This next guest, this is the culture. Welcome, Jada. Thanks for having me. It's an honor. I'm pleasured. Um, I'm a big fan of the show and, you know, to finally get my chance to sit here, kick it with you guys. It's a beautiful thing. This is so surreal for me as a New Yorker. I mean, as a hip hop fan, yes, but as a New Yorker, this is even more surreal. I mean, your songs were the soundtracks to so many memories. So I want to do something with you. I have one of my favorite verses. I want to see if you can finish it. I know you can finish it, but I'm just going to start it. All right. I'm not cocky. I'm confident. So. You tell me I'm the best. It's a compliment. Ooh, <laughs> bars. Bars. Listen, when I think of you, I think of a pioneer in the direct relationship between hip hop and sports. I mean, I go back to the Allen Iverson commercial, mm-hmm. Reebok. I feel like that was the jump start of that relationship, that relationship in terms of the business aspect. Obviously, hip hop artists were always rocking with athletes and athletes were always rocking with hip hop artists, but it was the first time we saw it on the screen like that. It was the first time we saw it in a commercial revenue space. And now fast forward, you see Lil Baby and John Morant recreated that mm-hmm. for beats. I mean, go back to that moment with AI. You said that AI, you know, brought the hood to basketball essentially. What was that like? Um. I think me growing up, I played all sport. I played basketball, football, baseball. So he was just a, you know, Allen Iverson was, I could remember sitting in my man's living room watching his Georgetown, you know, watching him play in Georgetown. So I was already a huge fan of his. So when they brought the opportunity to me, shout out to Steve Stout, shout out to Trackmasters, Rough Riders, everybody that, you know, bought the opportunity, it was like, coming here on the show. I'm like, word, he want, he want to sit down with me to talk about doing the spot. So once I met him, you know, he was super down to earth. Um, he was a statty, like, yo, you one of my favorite rappers. I want to do this, we're going to do it. Got the beat, made, you know, made it happen. I didn't think, I didn't know right then that it would be a timeless uh, commercial spot that opened up, you know, kind of paved the way for everything that came after that. You know, 50 Cent, G-Unit, and Hove, the Stock Carters, and all of that came after that. So for me to be able to do that initial commercial with Allen was a was an honor. It just shows the how sports and hip-hop go hand in glove, you know, go. I love I love that question because really, like, if, if we had to create a theme for this particular episode, 
it would be culture. Oh, for sure. And when you think about culture, you think about timeless, you think about the culture sets the trends, the, the culture sets the fads, but the culture is the culture. Everybody else is just following it. So you going back in time, talking about AI in this particular moment, right? Now you fast forward, how many years later? What, 20 maybe? Plus. So I guess my question for you would be, you know, do you know your place in culture? And if you do, what is culture? Because everybody talks about culture. So do you know your place in culture and what is culture? I would say as far as my place is just to keep striving and educating. You know what I mean? I have five kids that I have to educate, but it's just any youth that you come across or anytime you can give somebody some game or give them some wisdom, I feel that's my job, you know what I mean, as an individual. But I don't know what my place, you know what I mean? Just to do what I do as well as I can do it is is my place in the culture. But Hold for on, time me. Out. Time out. Let me stop. Let me stop here. Peck, what's your place in sports? Um, what's your I place think, in sports? Think, you know, at the cornerback position. At the quarterback, at the cornerback position, what's your what's your what's your place? I, I was top 20, I think, of all time. I say that yeah. and, and I'm gonna throw it back to you, but like as athletes, like we know our place. And I don't know, like artists, do y'all think about that? Like this is a great this is a great segment because in, in hip hop is not you see like the other corners and D-backs that come after you. It's a certain respect level that's there and it's homage. They had to study your stats and look at your film. Now with in, in this culture of music and the climate where we are, there's so much money being created and given to these young cats that some of them don't care. Mm. And that's the only one of the frictions that I have with the music game. Cause I love how it's evolving. I love how everything's happening, but Sometimes I see some of them that don't actually care about those that came before them. And that's hurting the culture because just the knowledge of knowing dudes that played that position before you would help enhance what you're doing. Right. I think it's also different too, because like for athletes, you guys have stats to kind of help rank who's where. They got stats, well, they got too. stats they got, too now, no. because everybody don't get the last this In month. artistry though, like sometimes your numbers aren't as important as your relevancy, as your impact. That's a fact. You, could, you, you know get, what I mean? Your, it's different. It, the, the analytics and music don't add up to the impact right. that you had on the culture as far as our sports, how they go, every you know, the numbers, your tackles, your interceptions, what you did over the years. It, 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 it still don't have nothing to right. do with who, what you was as a player, because there's some things that don't get jotted down. But in in a music culture, besides just actual sales, that's really the only thing. Awards, you know what I mean? Sales, awards. But then they, but then you got a whole thing where they boycotted the Grammys. And some years, if a certain artist say we ain't rocking with the Grammys, then everybody ain't rocking with the Grammys. So it's, it's, it it fluctuates. But there's some of your favorite artists that don't have no Grammys, that never went platinum. Absolutely. And that's the culture. That's the culture, because what you just said is the culture. Because it's a lot of guys that's, I, I, uh, your boy, uh, Jets, cornerback, what's his name? Darrell, Darrell Reeves. Um, yeah, Darrell Reeves might have been a better player than me, but he ain't the culture. I'm the culture. Oh, you get what I'm saying? Hold on, let me get through. Let me get through. Ain't nobody calling. Ain't nobody calling Darrell Reeves. Say, hey man, I need you. What? He can't relate. He can't relate to the culture. He is the Allen Iverson of football, and people don't give him the respect that he's due. I done did it all. I done did everything except been to the White House. Everything. Go? We still got time, Pac. Don't worry. Whatever you name, I'm talking about the bad, the good. I done laid them down. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? <laughs> I done picked them up. <laughs> I done did it all. But like, I'm not saying that to be boosting or bragging, but I'm, I'm trying to give him his flower. He is the culture. Because it's a lot of that might have hit songs and this and that and don't even get the tour. So Pac, is that a key stat then? Because we talking about what you just posed, like it's hard. Either define, you got it or you don't. Because like sports is, is, is stats, it's statistics. So is that a key stat, like touring? Because that tells you a lot who rock with you. I would say relevancy. I would say 
Um, see, even though it's a young men's sport, like it, since it's not so physical, I think I can. St I'm still a samurai warrior. I don't feel. I feel like I could chop heads off still. I don't feel like the old guy that you just need me on the team for some. Mm -hmm. No disrespect, but I don't feel like the Udonis Haslam of the rap game. Like you, right. I'm just there to help mentor. Even yeah. though I'm there to mentor, I still they don't want it with me. I, you know, I'm still surgical. So my so, question is, what then? Why aren't you chopping heads off then? Because as an athlete, as an athlete, what happens is the process, it gets longer, right? Like the hours you got to put in to be great or maintain that greatness or that level of performance, it's longer. Like my warm-ups are longer. My recovery period is longer. The attention to detail got to go way up. So I don't know if it's like that when it comes to music, if you're like, damn, I'm tired of being in the studio. But if nah, you're it's saying- different. It's different. Yeah. It's the texture of music. It changed totally from- the way I came in, and I can still do it, but music is might is is faster now. You know what I mean? And I didn't come from Explain microwave. Faster. I came. What, no. what do you mean by faster? Like it's even to the point you don't have to mix a record. If you come with something that you feel is a hit, as soon as you make it in the stool, you can send it right out, and it can catch fire and never get mastered. Right. Until. Down the road after, you know what I mean? It's, it's very fast, like right from your crib, upload. And you quick. think that the industry has lost something because of that? Yeah, it's losing substance to a certain degree because the whole thing happened over when the, when the whole digital wave came in, the music industry didn't get on board right away. So they had to make all that revenue back. So now instead of artist development, they're looking for artists that's already developed. You know what I mean? And sometimes that's, that can go left or right. I think it's also a conversation of longevity. I think artists now are gonna struggle with that longevity factor because you talk about Jada, right? And I mean- You nailed it with he, that. He could never don't drop- Don't tell her that. He could don't never- <laughs> He could never that. drop another single album tour ever again, but his impact, your impact on hip hop and especially New York culture is set in stone and it will continue. You talk about DMX is the same way. And I think because now it's a lot easier when I say easier, it's not like I can freestyle and rap, so I don't want anyone to come at me. No, no, but, but it's just less from, being, from the outside looking in, it is easy. Yeah. And another thing, since you know, athletes and and rappers have such a comparison, one thing that the music hip hop industry lacks is no union. It's nobody to mm. repy besides your managers or your staff or the people in your circle. It's no real representation of artists, you know what mm. I mean? There's nowhere that goes and there's nobody to fight for you besides whoever you have. And that's, that hurts a lot of artists too, because this game is built off talent and illiteracy. They don't want you to, they want talented young dudes and producers that don't know the business. What would you tell a young artist right now that's, like you just said, just blow it up overnight, <laughs> just put it out and Selling Try to learn the business as much as you can because down the line it's going to bite you in the ass. If they throw a bunch of money in your face and this and that, make sure you, you got your T's and your I's dotted. I mean, you you know that from firsthand. I mean, that yeah, we whole, had to learn. We caught the box it quick. And, and bad boy and that whole. I mean, you experienced that firsthand in the trenches. Well, you maneuvered different that. individuals. The locks, <laughs> you know what I mean? We, we went to college. People don't know that. We all went to Westchester Community College at the same time before we got the actual bad boy deal. So we came from good homes. We had good parents. We was fortunate to have good parents that stayed on us. To, um, you know, you're going to do that street, but you're going to have, you're going to make something and learn some of it before you just enter this world of music. Speaking of the bad boy thing, how did y'all force y'all way out of that deal? I, I, Puff locks up everybody. How did y'all do that? The culture. <laughs> Now we're talking about the culture because when we when we had the situation, we knew that we couldn't win uh, financially in litigation in court. We the little bit of pennies we 
had at that time would have been gone after two court dates. So we sat down like, yo, this could be, it could go all wrong. Or the only power we got is the street. You know what I mean? We do have the street behind us. So we going, we going to take this route and we going to risk it all. But you know what I mean? We going to do it. We going to do it together. And we, we push the button and through the grace of God, the streets and you know what I mean? Shout out to Diddy also, cause he could have played much harder ball than he played and we could have just- Y'all going there with forever. the baseball bat? Yeah, no, like, yeah, take us back to that moment. You don't gotta give too much. We know we can't give yeah, too no, much, no, but no, like no, we, when you say, good. real quick, real quick, real quick. Playing for the Denver Broncos, right? Mm -hmm. Cause I can kind of relate to it a little bit. Oh God. <laughs> Here we go. Cause like, listen, listen, listen. This is how, look, Josh McDaniels come in and he like, Yo, I need to see more of you. I don't know if you can play in my system or if you can play at all. That's what he literally told me after three years of 100 catches in a row. I'm top five in the league now. So boom, I step up in the office and I look at him, I said, look, bro. I said, I'm more established at, a wide, at the wide receiver position than you are as a head coach. And I came with a lot of energy, like, you know what I mean? A lot of energy. Mm -hmm. And so they knew where I was straight from the beginning. So I just want to go back to that moment when you say you press that button because a lot of athletes, we go real corporate. And I feel like people look at me and they're like, damn, well, B, why he was on this team, that team, you know, the perception. But for me, it was personal. You know what I'm saying? And I, can't, and I played the game and I did the business from a personal standpoint. Our situation was a tad bit different because we didn't have them seasons with the 100 catches. We was hot. We was just, we was young whippersnappers. And we didn't, you know what I mean? It, once we was decided to go against them, it could have went, he had the power to block us from ever putting a song out ever again. We didn't have no leverage really. Besides the street, we had mixtapes. We had people behind us that knew we, or thought we would be, you know, great artists in the future, but we only had to, we was only had a cup of coffee as far as being in the game. So once we like, yo, we gonna go against them. If we gonna do it, let's do it. But just know, it could be, we could be, we could be stock boys. Real quick. Yeah, we could be working that. Yeah, it could go all the way back. He ain't telling us though. I'm trying to get in the office or where y'all was at the corner store. Y'all was. No, we probably was in the studio. We probably was in the stool because that's where you know that's where we was at. Um, and then the we plan? got our what manager, was the Rough Riders is our manager at the time, which is, they come from the street, but they, they trying to be corporate at the time. They still building up the whole stable. So they like, y'all go in the room and see what y'all want to do. It's three man group. Y'all got to decide like y'all got to, and then we'll back y'all. But we ain't going to be at the helm and say, with, I, we can't feel how, feel for y'all. Y'all right. go in there as three brothers and work it out. And we went in there like, we don't have his money. We don't have his power. We don't have his connections. He'd have nothing but the street. <laughs> What's that, what is that conversation like as a group, though? Because it's hard when you get to a certain point. I think at and, that time, and, and and you want we it. were, we were so young. Yeah. We just didn't care. We didn't, you know what I mean? We like didn't realize what we were jeopardizing, okay. yeah. So at the time now, would you do it differently? If we had to do it now, probably would do it different because we could have went, we could have, we could have tried to reach out and talk to him and try to do diligent business and close doors and all of that. And guess what? Y'all wouldn't have got wouldn't what y'all wanted. It wouldn't have worked. Then you just said the only leverage you had. <laughs> y'all made the right decision. <laughs> Listen, I wanted to ask you this because when you look at hip-hop groups they don't last they don't have longevity how have you guys managed to stay together for two decades and i know everybody has their solo career and they're doing their solo thing but there's you guys the locks are still together y'all still touring together y'all still doing music together still, still doing business together we, we speak we see each other a few times a week we still own the studio we own a studio together we own juice bars together we we real brothers um, we came in as brothers before, you know, it wasn't, the label didn't put us together. Our moms hang out, you know, rest in peace to Sheik's mom. Our moms hung out with each other. Um, 
they know each other. We went to school with each other. We we already had a brotherhood before we even went to any record label. So one of the oaths that we made was no matter what happened, if successful or not, we're not gonna let none of these executives break up what we already got. You know what I mean? We gonna we going to the grave with this brotherhood. But and how difficult was that in terms of managing the egos, especially, you know, know I mean, I'm, just like a fan, any family. We we don't agree on everything, but we go in the room, curse each other out, slap each other around, whatever it is, and leave it inside that room. And when we come out, that's what it is. Is no in. We had years of fixing situations before social media, before this monster of a handheld device was involved. So since they came out, it is not. It doesn't control us. We still handle it the same way. Before it was all of this technology and just going there, eyeing it out and leave it in there. And, and we also used all of the other groups that go through stuff as our motivation to never do none of that. No Twitter rants, no throwing your brother under the bus on public platforms, no none of that. You know what I mean? And it's, it's working. I mean, it's all, you can also see, I mean, extremely successful solo career after a very successful career with a group and it didn't break that relationship. A lot of times, you see it in girl groups also and obviously men and women are different, but somebody goes solo, they have an extremely successful career and that affects the group. I mean, that didn't happen. They did the Kith New York Knicks campaign as a group, yeah. which I love as a Knicks fan. I caught that jacket. I have it hanging in my closet. How about the Knicks? No doubt. Listen, but it's it's beautiful to see. So, I mean, what is, is there a secret to it besides just, you know, being a family and growing up together? Because sometimes groups aren't formed like that. They they come a different, they come about a different way. What is the secret to it? Just keeping it a buck with each other. Just keeping it 100. Sometimes I'm going to go off course. If As my brothers, you got to pull me back. Tell me you wowing. You know what I mean? You This ain't right. You ain't, did, you, did you ever have a moment where they came to you and said, Jaden, you got these hits. You becoming the Beyonce of the group. You got a big head. We can't use that analogy I, on this show, I, I, Omar. I, I, Stop it. <laughs> I mean, I never got to that situation because any success, we keep it. If, I, if I'm, if I'm the, any win for any of the group members is a win for the team. So if I'm bubbling and the heat is on me, I'm bringing them right along. So they going to they gonna get some of the bag. They going to catch the light, they gonna be on tour, they gonna be right there. It's not like when it's, when it's somebody's turn, they just isolating, you know what I mean? We, we manage to, everything is for the cause of the group. And I'm sitting here thinking about all the stuff that you guys are saying, the culture and this and that, and I'm, every, some key questions popping up. I hope I ain't getting off topic, but um, I hear the loyalty, I, I hear the culture. I, I can tell that you, you love her. I can tell the people that you're around is a, it's a tight knit circle. Um, Biggie, I know he was a big part of you. Um, how was that when he passed? Where were you? Uh, big. Um, big Big was like the battery in our back. Uh, coming from Yonkers, we we rhymed the rap with a chip on our shoulder because, you know, growing up listening to the radio, they shout out the Five Barrows, then they shout out Mount Vernon and New Rochelle, which you gotta go through Yonkers, they get to Mount Vernon and they would they would skip us and shout out Heavy D and them and Brand Newbie. And so we like, what about Y.O.? So we would always write with that chip on our shoulder to let the world know that there's some real talent here. So once we got signed to Bad Boy, and um, it's a funny story because we, we, Puff put us on a song with Big before we met him. And his verse, he's going at us. He's going at us <laughs> on the whole verse. But then when we actually get to physically meet him, he like, yo, I'm glad y'all down with me. We gonna do some big things. Welcome to the bad boy family. And I think that was the battery. Like, yo, big telling us we nice, we unstoppable, yeah. So um, after that, we just started, we caught some type of electricity and it just started flowing. Um, as far as our first time going to LA is when they got killed. So. It was crazy for us. We was at the party. We was dead. We was actually mad at Puff for some reason. And we over in the corner, ice grilled up, not really having no fun. 
We go over to him. I know everybody sees the famous picture with Stevie J. Puff, big sitting down with the cane and the shades. We went to him. He like, yo, what's wrong with your face? Shake that off. You know what I mean? When we like, something happened with Puff. We handle that when we get home. That's what my big single, say? Yeah, shake that off. We had my single release. Fix your faces. What was the release? Going on. What single? It was it was hit it was um hypnotized. <laughs> he gave us some good green. He gave us a bottle of Don P. Said go over there, enjoy yourself, and we gonna fix this. When we go home, we ain't we don't need none of that kind of energy. So we did just that. We went over there, shook it off. You know what I mean? We chilling. Then we everybody left. It was a house party. We was going to a mansion party that Heavy D was throwing. Clue was DJing, and that's where everybody was transitioning to. Then we got there, he never made it. He started whispering around the parties. You know, they said Big got shot. Then we went to the hospital, see the yellow tape around the SUV. So that was kind of traumatizing to us as our first time going to LA on a, on a label trip, and that happened, and it was crazy. You know what I mean? So you just said something uh, really powerful said traumatizing. Like, how'd you cope with that? How'd you deal with that? I'm I'm big on mental health. We, uh, this is back, this is still beepers. So my beepers is going, my beepers going crazy. My mom is calling me, yo, they saying on the radio, Biggie died. So now we gotta deal with the, um, now we just gotta see how we gotta get out of here. We just sitting in the hotel room in Cali waiting for somebody from the label to tell us when we gonna leave or, you know, what's the next instructions was. And um, when we finally made it home, the funeral arrangements, we found out all of that. That's when we made I Always Love, We Always Love Big Papa. We just wanted to, we made that with the intentions of just for Junior Mafia and Little Season, them, like a, a song for them to play at the wake or the repast, we didn't, wasn't thinking about selling it or putting it out mm. publicly. We just wanted to, that's all as, you know, lovers of big being close to big, we wanted to do something for him. So we made that song. Then he ended up doing Missing You. And for a while it was just like, I think he he said anybody could have got off the label if they wanted. Right then, like if you wanna, whoever don't wanna be here right now, you could leave. This understand. is what Diddy said. Yeah, I think we had a meeting. We had a big meeting where, if you wanted to leave or you didn't feel comfortable, you could have left at that time. Was that because they felt like there may be repercussions? No, I'm or? not sure if they. I don't think it was because he thought it was gonna be like a like a war, a massacre, or a war. Yeah. Just I'm not even actually sure why he said it, but I remember we did have a meeting. And then as, you know, coming from the streets and being real dudes, we didn't want to leave at that time. Like right. we felt like we got to stand on front line and hold the label down and help them out. And, you know what I mean? Us and Mace. You spoke about Biggie and how traumatic that was. And there's been a lot of traumatic deaths in hip hop involving violence of some sort, specifically guns. I mean, Nipsey Hussle, we talk Takeoff. Um, I mean, Pop smoke. Pop smoke, obviously. I mean, and at the height of, I mean, the very beginning of the height of King his career. Vaughan. What is that like experiencing it and now seeing it as an OG in the game and you're seeing this new wave of, of hip hop artists coming up and their lives being taken just as short? It's, it's, it's sickening. Um, it's disgusting to see some of these young kids losing their lives over some of this stuff. Um, I, I I think it's preventable. Uh, they need more therapy. They need more interventions. They need more chopping it up with the OGs. Um, but sometimes it's hard. Cause like I said, there's so much money being thrown around now. And some of them feel they have more money or as much as the OGs where they don't have to listen. And that's where the game gets misconstrued. Cause some of the older elder statesmen have knowledge that's priceless and no dollar sign could top some conversations you can get from some of these older guys. You know what I mean? So, so before we move on, like what's, you know, one bit of advice you will give to this generation coming up 
you know what I mean, uh, that prevent to prevent this. To not just live for the moment. They don't get caught up in being lit. You gotta think about the future. Think about when you're gonna be a family man. Think about your kids. Think about your mom. Think about your staff. Think about your crew. Think about yourself and everything you affect when when it goes all wrong. You know what I mean? But let me ask you this question. If if I go out and I actually lean into the violence, lean into the that, you know, create the the tension and the numbers go up, engagement, right? Like how do you talk to that person? It's like, I know you are monetizing this, but this is the result. So how do you speak to that person? You know, cause that's, that's The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. It's tricky. That's what, that right there is messing up stuff also because... Record labels are being successful off nonsense. And some uh, somebody went out, did something stupid, recorded a song about it, and was able to get a lot of streams, and and that became a thing with the whole drill. You know what I mean? They actually going out, getting active and doing stuff, and then going to the studio and make a song about what they just did. And that should that should get nipped in the bud as soon as it got created. But nobody's going to these labels saying they wrong for this. We just blaming it on the kids. So like my brother Stout said, he don't like to just put all the blame on his young artists because the radio stations are making them the top songs of the playlist and the labels are still signing. They even got it. They putting out life insurance on these young kids now. Wow. The labels, because they they're gambling on you to do some wow. dumb, shit so they can profit after you die. So this is getting ridiculous. Letter to Big was also such a beautiful, beautiful song. It's one of my favorites. I mean, was that therapeutic to write that as well? Was it a lot of emotion that maybe you kind of ignored and put to the side? And writing that was just with me. A lot of my songs is in my head for years. And like months prior to whenever you hear me. Um, and I just always wanted to like, I'm gonna do a letter to Big and I would process it in my brain, get a couple bars, try to turn it into a couple more bars. And when it's time to come out, that's how it comes out. Yeah. How'd you get that? Say it, ask to do it. Good? Nah, I don't know good if that's good. I've been practicing for yes, years. Yes, yes. When somebody first heard it, how did we know that that was the that was it? Hey, don't you don't that's you, that's you right there. You need to say that. That's my your engineer, Chach. Shout out to my engineer. Uh, I think he's from Croatia. He um bad I mean, Rough Riders introduced us to him and he worked with us for years. And um I was recording some verses and before my voice is so raspy, sometimes got clogged up, I would do that as a tension breaker to clear my throat and my voice before I'm about to do the verse. And um, never intended on him keeping it. So I do it, I get out to come here to verse and he kept, and he, I'm like, what's that? He like, no, nah, you gotta leave that. I'm like, all right. So then I just started doing it. And people start loving it. Aunties coming up to me in the mall. Ain't you that boy that make that sound? And I say, 
Then that just became my signature trait. Lamar Jackson made the best business decision. I blame the Ravens for him not going out there. If they wanted him out there, they should have paid him. They didn't pay him, and that's their own fault. LeBron James is not only a top five active player right now, he's number one. All right, Brandon, come on. LeBron James comes in, he makes everyone better. He's not making that team drastically better with his talent. They're a horrible team. They're constructed horrible. Jesus himself cannot fix that organization. It is a problem. Athletes are some of the healthiest people on the planet. Adopt a lifestyle with an all-new HOA Plus app. What's up, athletes? It's your girl, Mariah HOA here. Plus delivers daily workout classes with real coaches tailored just for you. We are making it easier to train, fuel, and recover where you are. You made it. Live like an athlete. Join the tribe on HOA Plus. So you said something uh, a little while ago about a lot of your songs are in your head for years. I was watching a clip on Instagram of Kyrie talking about his skills, his handles. He's saying, my handles match my feet work. So like what I'm doing with my handles, it's like all four limbs are working at the same time. And because they don't think that a righty can actually spin this way and that way. So when I go in a lab, like I'm getting 100 shots from here doing this. I'm doing a baseline off of two feet, this and that. And that was the first time I was like, man, Kyrie, like, what? Oh, he, he's sweet. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I'm like, yo, that's, that's, he, he was talking as if he's Kobe. You know how Kobe talked, right? But he broke down the sweet science of basketball, and it's like it's just totally different. And you know when you're sitting down with an artist or a genius, they just their language is different. So can you break down, like, how do you paint that picture of, like, your artistry and how you think? You know what I mean? I know it's hard for a lot of us to follow, but, like, when you say these songs are in your head for years, like, how does this work? What is that toy? What is that pain? You know how, as an athlete, you got to do two a day. So you got to make sure you work out and you're constantly on the field or in the gym or in the weight room. As an artist, you got to constantly be in the studio. And when you're not constantly there, your mind's still there. So to be the best artist you can be, you got to try to, they say you should try to write a verse a day or a song or you know, go to the studio, read books. For me, I have so much in my mind as far as my kids, my bills, my my itinerary, where I'm still trying to perfect my craft and think of some incredible stuff in my brain that I start being able to put songs in a file cabinet in my brain. Like, um, and sometimes I could get a whole verse with a hook. Sometimes I could just get four bars and then I'll, it'll be there forever to, to the rest of the pieces come into it. That's how the song Why, yeah. I had Why in my brain for at least two years until I ever made it. And um, I could never actually get the right production for Why, right? And then when everything happened with 9-11, that brought on more questions because I had it before 9-11, but then when that came, wow. I started like, this made a bunch of questions that the world, yeah, I always wanted song. to do the song called Why, but I didn't want to have questions that was only seemed like they was tri-state questions or East Coast questions. I wanted it to be something that any part of the world you hear, you like, yeah, I thought it out. Do you hear who's on the song with you as you're like creating it in your mind? Do you visualize a voice? Like, okay, it has this to Anthony get started. Hamilton, this it is. has to get pre-cooked a little until you start putting them other ingredients. Like, um, cause even have people don't know that Havoc from Mob Deep did the beat for why. That's not when you think of have, you don't think of him doing that type of production. Right. Right? So is it's all timing with music. Like he gave me a batch and I heard that beat. I'm like, this is the song for why. Like soon as 
I actually played it. What I had in the file cabinet came out and I was able to process it like that. You know what I mean? When you're describing like what's in your head, you're literally in real time doing this. You seen them doing this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're trying to articulate yourself. You're trying to get it out, but you can't. That's what I'm trying to get out. And I, I knew it was hard because like Kyrie did such a phenomenal job like describing his artistry and it was like, whoa. And you just did as well. But as athletes too, right? You can look back and be like, yo, Pac-Man Jones, what makes him special and why he should be in the Hall of Fame is that this locked down the number one receiver, but then went back there, caught a punt and took it to the crib. He's not, no, the game has never seen that before outside of probably Dion, you and Dion. Outside of Prime, that's Prime, it. Prime, that's it. So you hit, his standard, his greatness is totally different than everybody else. And then you want to throw the culture in there because you talk about, uh, you know, Revis. Pack is more relevant. Oh, okay, I'll come back to this. I'll come back to this. You got Chef Danny, what's up? Hi. Chef Danny, really quickly, why, Chef, um, let me introduce you really quickly before you let us know what we're having. Um, so I talked about all of our co-hosts. Chef, thank you so much for joining our show. Thanks for um, having me. Super excited. But look, Chef Danny, stylish, <laughs> okay, savvy, sensational. Sensational. Ooh. Sensational. Why are you all the S words? So, so, so look, I'm going to come back to this, what I'm talking about, artistry, right? So yeah. tell us what we have in right here. But like, this is art as well. Tell us what we have in, and then also talk about the artistry of like food and how it can potentially correlate to like sports, music, right? Like what you do, this ain't just, I ain't, you ain't here to no uh, Right. No. It's yeah. exotic. Not <laughs> <laughs> exotic. <laughs> now, food is definitely art and entertainment. A lot of people don't understand that chefs are artists within themselves. It's understanding textures, it's understanding the color composition, and also chemistry with the clients that you're with. So whether it's an artist like Jada or you're dealing with an um, athlete like yourself, you always have to know exactly how to compose the dish with the canvas that you have, which is your plate. So um, whether I need to balance it out so you're ready to go on the field or ready to go battle the verses. Ooh, oh, she's bringing up the verses, okay, okay. She's bringing up the verses. We yeah, so, um, the verses. So whether you're doing that is always about giving people the, pro the appropriate vibes, you know? Right. Chef, this is your third time on the show. Like, what's your inspiration? Tell us a little bit more about you, where you're from, you know what I'm saying? Introduce yourself to the audience I again. I love how Omar started eating before she got introduced the, <laughs> the meal. You hear him You hear him clanging over there, me right? Me too. Hold on, you give me food I'm not supposed to eat? Like, I'm just asking. <laughs> nah, see, see, me and Omar actually go way back. See, I was serving these red velvet waffles at the strip club. I had, oh. <laughs> yeah, I had, a, I had a restaurant at the strip club. And like, trust me, Omar and them, they used to come through like real, real late. All the athletes, all the entertainers used to come. The oh, restaurant was more popular than the strip club itself. So there was things that I was serving, like the red velvet waffles, gold chicken wings. Um, like we had just different things that a lot of people were finding like super Instagrammable. So that was, that's, you know, an entertainment side <laughs> on that too. So people were really attracting to the food more than the strippers, wow. which actually made me and the owner beef a little bit. Because he was everyone- money. Yeah. He was getting more money than <laughs> exactly. he was getting. So, um, I mean, your roster, like, if, uh, yeah, your roster, who you've uh, cooked for, you know what I'm saying, is legendary. A lot of that started right there in that strip club? No, I actually, my first A-lister was Pharrell Williams. Can you give us just like, give us your roster, your top five, like people that you've... you've... Top five, top five. I'm going to have to say the president of Ghana. Oh. Um, uh. Oprah. Whoa. Wow. Oh. Diddy. Okay. Of course, Pharrell. And Beyonce has had my food. Oh my <laughs> so, gosh. Like, so I, I gotta like throw her in there. Sensational chef, That's thank you so much. No, thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Love. Waffles are great. <laughs> thank All you. Right. You never cooked with Jada? I have not. Technically, she has. I have not, but yeah. He's I'm trying to get him to move to Florida. <laughs> Move to Florida. I think that's I'm a great business idea. That's going to happen huh? soon. That's a great business move. Oh, really? Where? 
Because, I mean, that first part well, of the verses, he well, was saying. Well, the verses, <laughs> you were dissing on Dipset because they live in Miami now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to move here. I can. I, I made it where I can move here now. Let's go and get into the verses, then. It was funny because Ashley, when, when we was in the back, she's like, Jada got damn killed verses. He took over verses. Got all these young kids. It was the greatest kids. verses of all time. Yeah, the it was. The greatest verses of all time. It, had, it has never reached that. And there have been some good matches. It has never reached it's that It's not even level. debatable. The um, only one I think you could even touch on is the, J the Jamaican one. But the energy. That was the first. That was the set off. They, but they, the, the crazy part the is, seems like you've been trying to do verses since 2004 when right. you call out 50. I mean, we got to dive into that story because I, I was breaking it down for Pac. And in 04, when you guys recorded New York, Fat Joe, yourself, Ja Rule, Cool and Dre yeah. on, the, on the production. Love Cool and Dre. Shout out to them. And they also did a song for G-Unit, 50 Cent, The Game, Hate It or Love It, also recorded in 2004, which was unheard of at the time because they're two beefing, you know, crews and you're recording tracks for the both of them. And I listened to an interview you did forget the publication, but you said that you, you know, equate, you know, hopping on that track with Fat Joe and Ja Rule to starting your beef with 50. Did you think that it was going to ignite a beef when you hopped on the track? Or were you like, listen, it's not that deep. It was enough money to go no, around. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think he was on that type of time. Like, <laughs> because it wasn't, the song wasn't, um, it was just a good song. Yeah. Like I didn't, you know, and I knew Ja for years, a John, I knew Johnson's cash money quick, so I didn't know it was gonna piss piss my man fifth off. You didn't know like, how petty he was? I didn't know he was just that pissed off at job where anybody that did a song with him. <laughs> yeah, that's levels. You know what I mean? He, that's another level of anger. So, so it was good. So I asked uh the game last season about the pettiest. I was like, where are you at? You got Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> You got 50. And gang. You got the game, like some of the pettiest people. Is 50 number one as Martin? 50's by far the top. <laughs> he, he, you know, 50 gonna troll everybody. I mean, do you not follow him on Instagram? Right. Yeah. I mean, if it's trollable, he's gonna do it. Like. Gilbert, he up there too, though. Oh, ch no chill, Gil. Fifth is official, though, because he apologized to Megan. I thought that was dope. Why did you think that was dope? Because he 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 was clowning her before you know the verdict of the trial. Right. He basically told her she was lying. Yeah, he basically said she was she was lying. So after the you know the outcome, as a man, he apologized. So I think that was solid. The Rico law about the lyrics. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I hate it. It's no different. This is our job. Um, if Bruce Willis. Whoever was your favorite actor was in court. They're not using this movie when he killed 10 people in court. It's a song. It's art. There's no reason it should be used against you in a court of law. It's music. You know what I mean? Even though some of it might be incriminating, but it's still... <laughs> Where is that? That's like a Where's gray the line area. Yeah, that ain't art that's and not reality. Right. It's not right at all. So, when I, I said earlier, theme of the show, culture, we talked about culture. Another thing that I want to hit before we let you go is business. But before we do that, because I know this is an important conversation, is there anything else you want to touch on before we move on to business? No, nah, just to any up and coming artist, athlete, any young black Latino, whatever your ethnic background is, you gotta, you gotta have that fight in you. You gotta pray. Don't forget to pray, cause sometimes these dudes get, you know what I mean? You get so much going on, you forget to pray. Try to keep some good people around you, pray and try to perfect your craft. That's the only way you really gonna get to the bag. It's not gonna fall out of the sky. It's not gonna come from nowhere. And, that's all I really want to know. Business. We had this debate, right? Like, one of the things I hate, um, you know, in this position on this side now is when we sit down with someone like you, obviously, your schedule's crazy. Everybody want to sit down with you. When you sit down with anybody as an interviewer, you know, they're going to ask you, like, the big questions. And it's usually the same question. Right now, hot versus 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 versus. So, like, I'm like, I don't want to 
talk about verses. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what's our angle? So I was like, if we do it, what's our angle? Is this, yeah, me and you. We gotta talk about verses. Yeah, he wanna <laughs> talk about verses. <laughs> Bro. So, so my whole thing is like, look, okay, if you do it, what's the angle? And, and for me, my angle of it is like, I don't wanna get into the details, details of it. If y'all wanna do that, y'all can. My thing is the business of it, mm -hmm. right? I want to know like what changed since versus because and I can't even describe it right but what that did for the culture and what that did for us we was like ooh mm -hmm. you know what I mean and now maybe y'all can put it into words but me sitting back I'm like yo OG's in a moment right now you understand now you look at the Kith campaigns you look at that commercial that you talked about you know what I'm saying? It's like now you hear that respect. Everybody know, like, damn, like we. It, it reintroduced you to an audience that may not have known the locks, Jadakiss. Right. So can you walk us through like the business of it since, like, if you if you care to do that? It's like, like a timeline. Um, after verses, then very next morning, Ye called, sent a jet. <laughs> he sent a jet. We went to um, flew to Atlanta to the to the arena, did a song for the his last album. And then it was just like a trickle down of opportunities coming left and right. Magazines, Rolling Stones, this and that. Um, shout out to Fat Joe for yesterday's price is not today's price. Uh, the numbers on my featurings, performances, hostings, everything automatically shot up. Um, my old albums shot up on Apple and all of them platforms. Uh, some people, a lot of the young artists called me that next day. Wow. That's more than any money that I received or any of that. The next day, a lot of them reached out to me. 21, rest in peace, Dolph, um, I think Herbo. A lot, of them, a lot of the young ones called me though that next day. And that, that made me smile more than actually winning verses or however you want to put yeah. it. But, just for them to reach out and just want to kick it and get some game about, you know, changing up some stuff on the show and not using the words. And, you know what I mean? That made me feel happy. But just a bunch of opportunities, a uh, bunch of blessings, I would definitely say financially. And it woke a lot of people up that probably knew and act like they didn't want to know and some that didn't know and was like, holy cow. Like, you know what I mean? So it was a beautiful thing. I love that. I mean, it's the it's the reinvention that we're talking. But that's but that's what we were talking about earlier. Is that there's a difference, and I think that artists now are going to have a harder time. It's that relevancy, that longevity, that has people of a younger generation of of artists reaching out and wanting the advice of a Jada Kiss, wanting the advice of a Jay Z. I think the verses is a comparison of new media. That's just my opinion. <clears throat> and the reason why I say this is. My brother right here, I was chilling, making good money. You know what I mean? At home on the couch. When I got a part of I'm Athlete, you know, stock goes up. Like you said, yesterday's price is not today's price. Mm -hmm. So when I'm when I'm saying that, I'm giving you your flowers too. Uh, um, <laughs> you love you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. No, for real. You know, smell me. And like he's saying, like, basically, Everybody had really wrote certain people off, you know, stack five, like, oh, he done did this, he done did pack, done did this. But once you get a chance to read the whole book and stop just looking at the cover, mm -hmm. um, I think it, you find it, it, it's more to find. It's more to find out. And I think that's what Versus did. I think this is what I'm Athlete, the platform is doing for us, the culture. And Can I get my Versus? Question in, please. Go. You and this versus question. Listen, 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 listen. listen, listen. What, what I want to know is, at what point in the performance did you know, like, I got the glow, and this is my show, and I mean, I I'm never really wreck felt it. like that because we, as the locks, rehearsed. I told, um, I said this several times. We did rehearsals. Uh, I think we did two. Rehearsals in the studio. Then we did the sound check in the garden earlier that day. And um, my man Kay will tell you, riding down to the garden in the Sprinter, I was trying to learn. That's when I said, I think we need to 
implement this who shot your freestyle somewhere inside the show but i didn't i didn't know when so when i'm talking to my dj he's he's like yo you know i'm gonna be far it's not one of them like we on stage together and you like give me the signal so we had to get something that's when i like when i say let's make something happen that's when you drop it and then in the heat of the it was like the you know what i mean the, the climax of everything going on me and cam arguing i told him to drop it and just the grace of the higher powers it, it hit right well since we here now let See, me there you go yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> since we here now look bro it was so disrespectful when when p put his foot on uh some what who was it he was grabbing cam's leg p we went p went crazy like, for a minute he blacked out he went pack. He went you and pack combined for a minute. Cause me and Luch is like, all right. I thought it was fun for a minute. Now he, we calling him, yo, P, P, P. We gotta go back to the front of the state. He's not hearing it. Now I'm going over there. We grabbing him. He's like a pit. He's locked on him. Like yo, P. Need Luch grab him. Then Luch had to lift him up and bring him over. But he like, oh, right. he, he was going for a minute. But in that moment, but 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 for real, in that moment. You know, I felt like this at home because you kind of understand, like, you don't touch nobody. Like, did you feel like it could go all the way left in that moment? Nah, because we spoke to each other. We knew we couldn't blow the bag and we wasn't going to embarrass the culture on that type of platform and light. And we already go back. So if it was anything, we couldn't handle the difference. So we, we was really trying to put on a good show for the people. I was telling the guys a story backstage, you know, heading to the business conversation about Shaquille O'Neal and how he was approached early in his playing career to invest in Starbucks before it was Starbucks. And he didn't. And his reasoning was because black people don't drink coffee. And he says every time he drives by a Starbucks to this day, Cringe. he cringes about <laughs> the amount of money that he could have made. You did not make that mistake because you were in the coffee business. Explain to me why it wasn't alcohol and why it was coffee. Well, I have skin in the game. My dad raised, my dad basically took care of my family from coffee. Um, you know, he would make it every day. He worked in the gen in Maxwell House division. And since 1977, he got 40 some years in coffee. Then he opened his own company, Katora. And um, back to verses. After the first verses I did with Fab when I was Jada drunk, he like, yo, everybody, cause he didn't know nothing about it. My kids was over there like, granddad, look at, look at my dad on verses. So he looking at it and he's reading the comments. They showing him like, yo, y'all better get kids some coffee or some water. He looking like he's drunk over there. So the first initial coffee, my dad was like, yo, thinking about making a detox coffee and this, that, but he didn't wanna, we didn't like the whole attachment to the Jada drunk thing. So we scrapped that and then after the, other verses with Dipset and all of these opportunity, like this might be the perfect time to launch the Kiss Cafe. So, you know, we brought in some marketing people, got my son and we made it happen, yeah. So my question for you is, um, this is a big conversation with me. I'm an entrepreneur. Um, one, where can we get it? You know what I'm saying? E-commerce right now, Kiss Cafe Coffee. KissCafe.com. And, 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 and this is what I want to do when we have people on this show, especially in this season. As marketers, we got to be super savvy, especially even on YouTube and this new media space that you're talking about. It's like, yo, we got to sit down with certain brands because we want to be able to continue these conversations, pay our people, scale the business, do all of that. But you got to, well, if you talk about business, then they get turned off. Right. But what I'm trying to do is kind of normalize it to where everybody understand, like, look, we got to support each other. You understand? So like when you come on and I want you to feel good about saying, yo, go to here.com, support me. This is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm employing so many people. You know what I'm saying? Like we're doing something amazing. We're the first to do this. If I can, you can. So this is a bigger conversation. And everybody listening, I hope hopefully y'all continue to rock with us. You know what I mean? Understand the why behind what we're doing and how we're bringing others along. But um, support. Do you feel supported in this industry, in this space? You know what I'm saying? Because like when you launch something, people don't understand you birthing a baby 
And then when, when it comes to life, they be like, yo, I'm so proud of you. But do they support? It's, Are they posting? You got to know who's who and what's what with this. Um, it's a genuine line there. And then there's a bullshit line there. Um, as, as colleagues and people that came up together, it shouldn't take me, you to call me or DM me a bunch of times to promote something that I see you launching. You know what I mean? If I if I see you doing something, I should get right on board with. And with this new media, it gets it turns personal when you don't get that support. So you gotta you gotta yeah, it gets personal. Then people just think they can just text you something and you just supposed to post it or so it's a it's a it's a gray area with that. But like you said, support is needed. We need more of it in the business space for our people. Um, like any other thing, you gotta work it. Right? You gotta worry, you you gotta work it and then they'll get on board just like verses. What's your go-to kind of coffee? Are you an espresso guy, a latte guy, a macchiato guy? No, my dad guy? does all that. I just need a good, a nice pick-me-up. You know what I mean? We got a medium dark roast, the Beiju. My blend right now is, a, I put it up against any Starbucks, any oh. coffee. I, I, I put it up against anything, and um, the product is a good product. It's cost efficient. It's for real coffee lovers, not for coffee snobs, and um, it's gonna do what it does. All right, so we're gonna do our little quick little verses, my man. <laughs> you gonna get Jada? Yeah. 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 We're gonna let the people decide. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is he's the champ. If you dethrone him, bro, your numbers is way up. <laughs> <laughs> like this is a smart business play. This is not a good business play. This is very good because if the people rock with you, bro, like the numbers is crazy. You heard what the numbers did for him. If you win this versus, that could be your bragging right Come for the rest of your career. Win this I hey. just beat Jada hey. in a versus. Hey. Come on, bro. <laughs> Y'all got a tight on my oh, man. Y'all got the cameras song. ready. This I made this one for playoffs right here. Hold on, watch how I come in. Game over, dog. I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm gonna start off with sauce, man. It been sauced up this year. These runs do both so they been killing this year. Had a top five offense. Yeah. In the city. This is hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Pretty man, lit, yeah. At the top of the list. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. That's gonna be on man right there. That's hard. You that, feeling that? Yeah, that's knocking. No that, cap. This is a fixed fight. <laughs> yeah, I see versus Pac is hitting me with some. Pac, you got some monsters over here, Pac. Can he go? Can he go? Yeah, the energy, but I'm listening to the words. He's really he's saying that. Right, right. Because like, I'm gonna be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? What they always say, what, synonymous? Oh, athletes want to be rappers and rappers want to be athletes. Right, so I, I got to keep it real with my brother. We always have real conversations, like real, real conversations. So I'm looking at him like, yo, bro, like, are we wasting our time or not? You know what I'm saying? Because he could potentially make that move, but... Nah, he, that's good. That's better than... That's real substance. Hey, that playoff okay, song, though, you know what I mean? is a ticket. That's a ticket. That's what I'm saying. That's a ticket. So all I'm going to say is this. Look. Bro, I still want to be a part of it. I will invest. <laughs> I ain't got a lot of inve to invest because I'm building all of this, but I'm going to invest. But I feel like y'all need to talk afterwards. If you put Jada. Me and Kiss already locked. Yeah, you okay. got me. Like, you need me on yeah. this gun deal. You know that. All right. So I guess that's the show. I just want to say, look, thank you so much, bro. You know what I'm saying? We talked about support. And you, you don't have to repose nothing. You coming on this show and breaking bread with us is everything. You know what I'm saying? And um, we gonna support you. I feel like you need to, Kelly, can we get with uh, Kisses team? Every house of athlete facility we open. Coffee the coffee need to be right there. That's a fact. 
You feel and we me? Talking, you know what, what I'm mean? saying? And brand and all of that. Like, make it happen. So, like, thank you so much, man. Thank this you. means everything for you to come. You know, you got a busy schedule. Um, season four, we up. You know, we feel really good about what we building. Omar, the super producer, Pac-Man, the real, you realist, you my brother. You know what I'm saying? And don't get no realer than you, bro. Ashley, thank you so much for believing in me and us and the team. And Cause you could've, and it's the reality. She had the big networks, the ESPNs, the FS1s of the world, the sports mm -hmm. of the world to choose from. She came over here. That says a lot. You know, of course, gorgeous, beautiful, all of that respectfully, but you're brilliant, you're bold, you know, and that means a lot. And I can't wait for the audience to really get to know all of you because it's going to take us way up. Chef Danny, believing in us, you're a star. We already know. Sensational. Omar Kelly already talked about you. And Shady, we miss you. Get your ass here. Every Monday, 12 Eastern, Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, you can listen. You know, make sure you like, subscribe, you download, support us. We're going to be having dynamic conversations. And uh, if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be in this position. But we need y'all support. And we're going to continue to give it back. We got big plans for season four and for this platform. Love. Peace. We had to fight to get a meal, yeah, wrongfully accused, we had to fight to get a pills. that's why we right to get a deal, he on the team, he gotta eat, you know, despite your skills, fat. keep it riding for the fam, you gotta like the wiggin' wheels, straight up, but in the past bad, work up in the trash bag, I'll pass a lot to take the test before I pass class, yeah, and my family needed bread, I had to come correct, that's why I keep airing it out like I just passed gas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.